0: On this episode of The Bonus Years, we talk TikTok and everything you've ever wanted to know about adoption. Let's go. Well, hello, everybody. My name's Ben. And I'm Brooke. And this is The Bonus Years podcast. We're excited. This is episode... Five
1: zero zero five
0: zero zero five. Are we going to get into the like three digit numbers?
1: I mean, (laughs) small dreams, yes, small
0: dreams. It's gonna be good. Uh, if you are listening for the first time, I always recommend you go listen to episode was it episode zero zero or zero one, whatever the first one one. is that is up there. But the first thing that we like to do in these episodes is ask a random question just to get things started. So I'm going to ask you a random question, I haven't looked at it yet.
1: Oh really? You, you accused actually me <laughs> earlier
0: of, of self picking these, or, or
1: yeah, I never know what they are. But sometimes he peeks.
0: Well, but that one time I let you do it. So that's here true. we go. If you could only have five apps on your phone, what would they be? Five apps. Here actually we go. Actually,
1: need to look at my phone and see because oh, I, yeah. I don't know if I can. Okay, some kind of messaging app. I don't really care which one. Okay. Um, that's
0: one.
1: Some kind of maps navigation. Okay, two. Uh, a web browser because you can browser. pretty much Three. do anything from that. Mm-hmm. TikTok.
0: TikTok four.
1: It makes me laugh, and maybe some way to get money and give money, a PayPal, Venmo, Cash App situation. Nice. Is that a good five? That's pretty good. All right, let me hear yours. Is, um, is one of them going to be that game you play all the time? No. Oh,
0: I could live without that uh let's see web browser yes that would be one because you can get to almost anything through that true uh probably instagram i guess you could do that on a web browser that's what i
1: was trying to think through i'm not fast on my feet though what if some sort of we're married yeah so let's not get the same five
0: Oh, so you want, yeah, that's too much. Thinking. Okay, sorry. Because what if we're separated? I wanted some way to play music.
1: How could it, I, I left so out the music thing.
0: I would need that. And of course I would need something to listen to this fabulous podcast. So I would have that. Wow. Um. Probably would have TikTok as well, just because it's hilarious and helps me, you know. Decompress, laugh. laugh. Um. Was that four? That's Four. And I would probably agree with you some way to send and give and receive money.
1: Yeah. I want a complete redo now that I've heard yours. No, you don't get it.
0: <laughs> uh, today we're talking about uh, adoption and yeah. we're going to, it's a big loaded question, right? Mm-hmm. But we're going to kind of just attack like, why we chose adoption today. Yep. And we've kind of hinted at that, hinted at that in the past, but uh, we're going to kind of dive into some of the details and how we got to where we are. Sound good? Sounds good to me. Um, I think the first question I think would be obvious. Why did we choose adoption?
1: Why did you choose adoption, Ben? Uh,
0: because I chose you.
1: Because you chose me. What a good answer.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, so a lot of people ask me this question about uh, if I'm unable to have kids or like, like why adoption? Um, for us, we don't really actually know if I could conceive kids. Um, It's just really strongly discouraged by my doctors because I'm on medication that keeps me alive, that causes severe birth defects. And with my medical roller coaster that I am, uh, it would just be really dangerous for me. So Ben and I kind of decided together, not kind of, we did decide together, that we would rather parent our children together um, and that there are plenty of children that we could adopt and love. And that's where we landed.
0: Yeah, and I, um, you know, I think we shared this before, but both of us really felt, you know, that adoption wasn't like a uh, second choice or like Mm-mm. oh bummer, we have to adopt now. Right. It was really something, you know. I I grew up with a cousin who was adopted from China, and uh, I always thought it was a, something that would be part of my life anyway. So I think you know it's just really cool how, you know, we felt prepared for that decision that we ultimately had to make um or got to make i guess would be the better way to put it yeah
1: i mean we could have chosen not to have kids but we wanted wow to.
0: that would be weird our
1: <laughs> life would be a totally different thing
0: um how did we tell our families like i don't even remember uh was it like did, did we do like a sit down like serious conversation or did we just do it
1: <laughs> like most things in our life we just do it and then tell people later no, I think my parents were probably uh a part of the process more cuz they wanted they always have a million questions. Hope you're listening, mom and dad.
0: Love you, mom and dad.
1: Um I feel like we did just inform your parents and I have never asked them how they felt about that.
0: Yeah, we should probably do that. We're about to go on vacation with them for like 5 days, 7 days or 7 7 days, maybe that'll come up. Doubt it. Probably not. We'll just have fun. We will. Um no, I think that's a really interesting question. I mean, cuz I can't I'm sure we told them, but I don't really remember the process. Um You know, I th- I remember I know how they received it as far as just it was kind of, yeah, that's the right decision. Mm-hmm. Uh That makes sense, you know, not to put Brooke at risk for pregnancy and baby at risk and all that kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, we didn't have and, any
1: opposition from our families, Yeah, which was which, great.
0: Which could be a lot different from what other people's stories might be. Yeah. Even though I think adoption's taking a, a much broader more acceptable like place in society in general Mm -hmm. um it's not as like uh i don't know it doesn't have a lot of the like stigmatism i think it used to have stigmatism Stigmatism is the thing with your eyes (laughs) stigma stigma not not notism just stigma (laughs) freudian slip no no (laughs) um so i think that's one way that i that our family situation that could have been unique from other people you know there was a history of it in my family uh and with your health i think everyone was like yeah doug you guys i'm glad you finally came to that conclusion yeah do you remember like our thinking on like why we decided uh timing like why when in our marriage did like we go oh this is a good time
1: i think we were just being really practical yeah from what i remember um
0: because we both didn't want to have kids like right away, right away in our marriage. And yeah. I think we were like, oh, well, maybe like five years into our marriage.
1: Yeah. And I think we started talking to different agencies about how long the wait was. And when we realized kind of people were waiting years
0: like three years.
1: Yeah. We were like, we should probably go ahead and do paperwork. Because uh, like a year and a cause half. Because we were thinking we'll be 30 yeah. before we get a kid.
0: And we were like, what, a year and a half into marriage when we first started the product, mm-hmm. like looking into it seriously. Yeah. yeah. Um, We chose an agency. I think it's kind of interesting how we ended up choosing it. Do you want to share that?
1: Um, I think it's like a lot of things in our life where we we just kind of do the next thing. So I was working at a school and one of the teachers had adopted a child. And so I asked her, oh, we're talking about adoption. Where did you adopt from? And she said, Bethany Christian Services. So we just started doing some research. Um, I looked at a couple of other agencies, um, and emailed them, but it just seemed like that was the most natural option. They had an, a local office. We knew someone who had done it and that just always feels like, oh, I can ask them questions. Right. Um, we didn't, yeah, we didn't go on a long hunt for the agency itself.
0: Yeah. It was really cool to hear like their, their philosophy on it, uh, the way that they, care for the birth mom they being bethany yeah okay the counseling that's provided um not only benefits obviously the birth mom but also benefits the process because they're they would you know parents who were not sure were not fully sold on this being the right decision uh they were able to process with somebody and make that decision before you know the the adoptive family, you know, gets their heartbroken at yeah. the last minute. Yeah. Um. But also that that mom uh, was cared for well, mm-hmm. not only during you know the pregnancy, but also after the yeah. the birth. And that's super important. Yeah. To us. It. Not every agency does that, and we knew that. Bethany, did that? Yeah. The Bethany Christian Services did that. Um, do you remember? <laughs> I remember when we first started digging into this process, they started, and I don't know if I'd ever even heard the, the phrase open adoption. Yeah.
1: That was new language for us. I mean.
0: um, do you remember like there was this particular meeting that Brooke and I went to it was a training up in mm-hmm. Seattle and they brought in birth, uh, birth moms, mm-hmm. like a panel of birth moms, uh, to talk
1: the- to all of us who were like waiting for
0: adoption. Yeah um well it was not even waiting at that point we were like in we had to do this class to get on the list oh you're right right. so it was like pre like we hadn't really done anything yet and part of our
1: certification hours or whatever yeah
0: and so we were we we listened to this panel of birth moms and then we listened to a panel of adopted families and then it was lunch break and we walked across the street i don't know subway or something like that Eat fresh right (laughs) and we both like looked at each other for a while and we're like what was that that was a lot that was insane do you remember that
1: i do those were mostly your words i think i was just stunned more like i when i'm stunned i don't have words when ben's stunned he has all the words so it
0: was crazy i mean we were hearing from birth moms who we had never
1: considered their perspective
0: yeah well not even just their perspective but like their involvement like moving forward or the potential involvement that they would have moving forward. Yeah, I think was, in my brain, I was always like, you get the baby and you that's at the end of the adoption process. Yeah,
1: Well, and there was the one that blew my mind was that they like lived on like a couple yeah. of blocks from each other and the birth mom babysat
0: for the adoptive yeah. family.
1: And that's the first time we had ever heard like, Oh, they're just all big, one big messy family. Now
0: it's crazy. What does that, that actually was, look like? That yeah. was the word I felt was this is crazy. And this is totally not for us at all. I didn't um, feel like it wasn't for us. Okay, good. Well, I did. <laughs> and maybe actually, I think it was the, in the morning, we heard the birth moms. And then I think after lunch, we, we heard, heard the, the adoptive bir- parents. Yeah. yeah. And I think that together, like, I remember hearing just how much that process of being open with the birth parents really blessed and helped the kid, mm-hmm. you know, the child in the situation. And I think that's where for me, I was like, Oh. Like, this isn't actually about me yeah, at all, you know? Like, yeah. I'm wanting to have a baby, so I'm going to go get one, right? But that's really not what adoption's about at all. Uh, like, not even a little bit.
1: Not even a little. And we just had never thought of it.
0: No. Again, I mean... It's, like, where?
1: why would we? Why you know, that's not a not topic a of discussion in tr- our culture.
0: Yeah, and I mean, we had experience in my family uh, with my...
1: International's a totally different body. Yeah, game.
0: international's totally different. You, I mean, Sarah never knew... Her, her parents she was in an orphanage and I think she was almost two maybe she was between Older. one and two when she was adopted and so there was no um, parental involvement at all right. on that side it was an orphanage and so I mean it's, it's completely different we have friends who uh, recently adopted from India mm-hmm. um, and again it's the same situation don't know parents adopted through an orphanage and so that's a completely different set of challenges and emotional, you know, roller coasters to go through. Yeah. Um. But open adoption had been nothing I'd ever heard of before, unless it was like a family friend or like grandparents who adopted or something yeah. like that. You know.
1: But it definitely is something that grew on us.
0: Yeah, because now we basically adopted birth parents uh, as birth, well, birth grandparents, Birth grandparents, and birth family. aunts and uncles. <laughs> yeah, it's been it's been in uh, a very interesting, but also really uh, powerful really really um i would say encouraging and um yeah challenging experience altogether
1: yeah we don't realize that just how how ingrained in us what a family unit is supposed to look like from our upbringing and when mm-hmm. we start to challenge those boundaries uh we just realize all the things we've never thought about at least that's how it was for me
0: yeah i think um i think this is a good question you ready yeah what would you, what advice would you give to a family considering adoption?
1: That's loaded.
0: Yeah. Don't do it. No.
1: no. If you saw our kids, you'd be like, I want to do it. Um, I think for most people, adoption initially is a second choice to biological children. Um, and so I think my advice, I mean, if I were looking at a couple sitting across from me, uh, is to to really grieve yeah. what you need to grieve and come to the place where adoption isn't your second choice. Um it's a really something you're called to do. Especially now what we know about open adoption, um it's a cultural shift yeah. in our in your heads and in the way you live your life. And so you don't want to be grieving um maybe that your body's not cooperating with you the way you want, maybe you're you have fertility issues. Um, But like, you want to take care of that thing before you do the adoption thing. Yeah. Because it's not a substitute and you never want your kids to be like, so was I a substitute for for what you didn't originally want? Uh, That's the biggest thing that comes to my mind right now. What about you?
0: Yeah, I think that's huge. Um, Dealing with that, that grief and that loss, uh, because it is a loss. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that's, again... I think that's a unique thing for for you and I. I think we, it wasn't like we had tried and tried and tried and failed right. and failed and failed. It was oh, we know that this is not going to be good, so we're not going to do it. Yeah. Um, so I think there's a lot less emotional um, baggage that we carried into that that decision.
1: Yeah, a um, different process. A
0: different process. But I think we still dealt with it, um, and then. You know, I think the second thing is you really have to be called, especially open adoption. Mm -hmm. You really have to have like, you have to have it. You have to know that this is what you're supposed to do because it will challenge you. It will push you. It will make you question a lot of things. It will make you, it will be challenging on your relationship. And I can't even begin to tell you all of the challenges that open adoption has brought to our family. Um, And we, I think one day we will probably share a lot of that with you through this process um, and honor those birth parents as you know, we want to do that as well. We don't want to dishonor them at all. Well, we love them. We love them. And so (laughs) I think um, we will share a lot um, about that in the future, but it, it has been really challenging, Um, but it also has been really, really rewarding uh, to watch how um, honestly how God's love has been on display. Mm. Uh, through this entire experience, from adoption number one and adoption number two, uh, for both Brinley and Braxton, I think it's been one of those things that um, you know I would never trade for anything in the world. Yeah. I would, there's some things about it that I wish were different, mm-hmm. but that I think those experiences have really um, shaped who Brooke and I are, uh, not only as parents but as a, as a couple and as as friends to a lot of people who have asked us a lot of questions about adoption as well.
1: Yeah. And I think there's just the factor in also of like, we didn't grieve in the same way, but we did have to grieve. I remember at one point you were like, but I just want to know what our kids would look like. Like it's not the same as having a miscarriage or losing a child, but there is a different process of grieving. And at the same time, like we're also processing how to be this big wild family that we are now. Um, And so You said challenging a lot. Um, I think challenging is a good word. I don't know if it's like the main word, um, because I think the thing that sticks with me over and over is, um, I don't remember if it was our adoption attorney or our caseworker who said, just always try to think what's the best thing for this child. And that's kind of how we framed every decision, every moment. What's the best thing for our Brinley? What's the best thing for our Braxton? Um, And how do we all work towards that goal?
0: Yeah. And we've been really, really, really lucky uh, with our birth parents uh, and how they have interacted with that very phrase. Because there's been times, I think, for both that we've said, you know, we we have to put Brinley or we have to put Braxton's needs first in this situation. Um, and that's a hard thing to do. I think I remember the first time we we had to do that uh that's really awkward right you know <laughs> you trusted us you 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 believed that we were the right parents for this this child and and this is the this is what we believe is the right decision uh i think we even had that first like i think that was like with braxton i think it was circumcision right or like shots
1: i don't even remember it was one of those two it was, things, shots. It, was shots, it was shots and they were
0: like wait what you're gonna do shots and we were like oh uh-oh.
1: <laughs> Didn't even know we were going to talk about that. Yep,
0: here we go. This is like, you know, hours old and we're giving shots and disagreeing. Um, you know, and so I think that that's one of those things you just you have to come into an adoption with a really open mind. Yep. Uh, and an open heart. Very much. Got to make lots of space for lots of love.
1: Cuz there is a lot of love.
0: Yeah. It's so good. Well, that's going to do it for this episode of the Bonus Years Podcast. It's been a blast talking with you guys today about adoption. Uh, it's something we're really passionate about and we could talk for hours and hours about. But uh, yeah. that's going to do it for this episode. Thanks for listening. Uh, be sure to subscribe and rate this podcast. We love to hear uh, how it's blessing you and, and how it's encouraging you or questions you might have. So I'm
1: sure there are questions. Yeah,
0: Visit thebonusyearsblog.com and reach out to us. We'd love to hear from you. And uh, thanks for listening.